Welcome to the Purdue Tech Bytes podcast with Nick Damiani and John Mitchell. Our podcasts are designed to help teachers navigate the murky waters of appropriate technology use in their classrooms. Let's get started. Welcome to the Purdue Tech Bytes podcast. I'm John Mitchell, and I'm joined today by my illustrious co-host, Mr. Nick Damiani. How's it going, Nick? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, John. Uh, surviving my round two of the COVID vaccine that I got yesterday morning. So uh, hanging in there, you know, uh, side effects haven't been too bad. Right, right, uh, right. So we're just going to, you know, we're going to push through. Okay. Well, I hope you don't fall over, but if you do, you're kind of close to the ground because you're sitting. So sure. you won't hurt yourself, right? You would catch me. I would catch you. Absolutely. If I fell. Never let you fall. Absolutely. Definitely. I've got faith. And we're also joined by our frequent collaborator, the fantastic Mrs. Stephanie Petro. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome, Stephanie. Happy Thank to you. be here. <laughs> that is always great. Always glad to have you, um, you know. The, uh, and Nick, I think we're joined by some special guests today, right? We are. So we're excited to uh, bring some folks from the uh, Screencastify uh, side of things. They are a partner of ours as we uh, look to push certain ed, ed tech products uh, to support our remote learning experience. So we're happy to have uh, Laura Litton and Nefertiti Dukes join us. Uh, Laura, uh, you are the Director of Success with Screencastify. Could you please share some information about yourself? Sure. Uh, well, so my path to education and to Screencastify really starts with being a teacher myself. So middle school math, shout out to everyone trying to find ways to get eighth graders super psyched about scientific notation. Um, I have done all of my teaching and learning really in Chicago public schools. Um, so after, you know, going down that middle school math path, I went to being an instructional coach right as RTI became a thing and then MTSS shortly following it. And so my school was like, can you figure out what all those letters mean and also how we can do it well here? Uh, we also kicked off NWA testing at the exact same time. So really my role was that of acronym holder and uh, you know, pushing out all of those different ideas to our school. Um, got to introduce basal learning for the first time. So I'm a big reading instructional coach fan, like to all of those reading specialists out there, just lots of love coming from me. And eventually I went to the school leadership process. So I got to lead a school in Chicago public schools. A lot of variants there, as you can imagine. Um, I was uh, on the near north side, if you're at all familiar with how the city of Chicago is set up, but had a lot of my students that were busing in from Pilsen. So a lot of really interesting conversations to have there. And then eventually went over to the ed tech side, started out as a director of teacher happiness. I was like, that title is for <laughs> sure what I'm about. I love helping teachers realize their unbelievable impact and potential in the classroom. And then joined uh, this team as this director of success role. Similarly functioning, I have a bunch of different uh, success managers that are here to just make sure every school and district that uses Screencastify understands the power, the impact, uh, is able to connect with their kids, whether they're remote, hybrid, or in person, recognizes how they can create and edit and share and most importantly, promote their students from being those passive observers of media that's out there to being the dynamic creators that they themselves can be. And that's how that brings us to present. Yeah, so I think uh, just on that list of experience, uh, I can see why, you know, a company like Screencastify would want to bring you on board uh, to continue to develop those relationships with teachers. So uh, fantastic. You know, I, I think... Um... 
I need a new title. I love that title that she had. <laughs> the director of happiness. Oh my gosh. Best title ever. Honestly, like this whole field of making sure that teachers are feeling well supported has a lot of really interesting players in it and everyone makes up their title as they go. Uh, but seeing that one out there, I was like, I am on board. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neff, why don't you go ahead and share some information about yourself? Sure thing. It is hard to follow that. Uh, but I too uh, started out as a teacher in Miami-Dade Public Schools, actually, uh, where I also taught middle school. I taught seventh and eighth graders. And if you think eighth graders are pretty bad, uh, then let me introduce you to seventh grade. Uh, so I taught civics and social studies down there um, and also had headed up the formation of our Urban Debate League, uh, which was a district wide initiative to get middle school and high school students uh, debating, uh, which was really, really awesome. Uh, I eventually moved to Chicago and moved to 11th grade and escaped middle school uh, and started to teach African-American literature and headed up our 11th grade team, uh, trying to create opportunities for our students to experience college, opportunities for them to think a little bit more about what the ACT and SAT meant for them. Uh, so that was my entrance into the acronym game a little bit. Um, and finally, Finally, ended up at Screencastify, uh, where I started out in kind of this community-based role uh, of thinking of all of these awesome educators that we have that are doing incredible things in the classroom. How can we get them together and create this learning that really supersedes just our tool, uh, but is about amazing ways to use technology in the classroom? Uh, I now uh, do that uh, and continue to kind of think a little bit more uh, about how we can and engage in some thought leadership and help all types of folks really get an idea of what video-based learning looks like. Yeah, I think, did, did you say Miami-Dade County? Miami-Dade County, born and raised and taught there as well. So we uh, just struck a chord with me for a second. So when we went down to the FETC conference last year, it was hosted in Miami. And uh, some of the esports uh, panels that I sat in on uh, and sessions that I sat in on were, you know, some folks from Dade County Public Schools and, and some of the programs that they're rolling out. So uh, they, yeah, they, they're doing some pretty neat things down there with a extremely diverse population, which uh, it has been pretty amazing to see. So they're, uh, I learned a ton just from their experience. So uh, shout out to Miami. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so overall, uh, I think, you know, you both bring a very unique perspective to Screencastify uh, based on the experiences that you have kind of gone through. And, uh, and you've been extremely helpful for us uh, in, in our partnership, which uh, we've appreciated. Uh, so it's just, yeah, I, I could definitely see why, you know, Screencastify can count on you to help kind of bridge the gap between teachers. So uh, great information there. Uh, so I think we'll get into our first question, John. Um, so, for those that aren't familiar with what Screencastify is, uh, so I guess I can, I'll probably point this to Laura. Um, what do you, you know, what can you tell us about Screencastify, the product? Like, what does it do? Sure. So we try to make recording your screen and your webcam the most straightforward process so that everyone from kindergarten all the way through post-secondary is able to see this power of whether they're providing individual feedback showcasing their work, demonstrating mastery of standards, or just connecting with other humans. They're capturing all that in both audio and visual ways. 
and then sharing it immediately and easily. So everything is saved automatically to your Google Drive and then shared outwards with other products that you're also using, whether it's, you know, Wakelet or Edpuzzle or other places where you and your students are interacting and communicating. And basically we just continue to return to what do teachers and students need to connect with each other, to showcase their skills and to continue kind of refining their ability to assess, to provide feedback and to provide that scaffolding support so that everyone is learning and growing from each other. So at its foundation, uh, Screencastify really just began as a straight screen recorder, right? It would capture audio, uh, some built-in web camera if you chose that option. There's been other tools that have been added, you know, over time, I think, uh, to really diversify what, you know, teachers can, can do with it. Uh, the submit option that, uh, you know, has been, been being pushed quite a bit lately allows to create, you know, allows teachers to create a video interaction with students now. Uh, to gain to gain information, so uh, definitely uh, a great uh, a great powerful tool. Like you said, easy to use. Uh, we've got I think we have I mean we've promoted the use of Screencastify like crazy the last year and a half across our district, and uh, we definitely I feel are maximizing you know our subscriptions and creating a ton of content, which is fantastic. Uh, but really, you know, from a teacher perspective. We're going to be far more likely to use something that is easier to use and integrates well, you know, so uh, we are, you know, we're a Google school district um, and anything that can integrate and embed, you know, with our Google drive and Google classroom and those types of things, uh, teachers are going to be, you know, they're going to migrate toward uh, and Screencastify does that uh, extremely well, easy, has a great connection with YouTube. All right, so if you do want to post a video on YouTube, you go directly from Screencastify to YouTube. That's a pretty seamless process. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely ease of use has been fantastic and a, a, easier to use, allows teachers to do more and, and create more of a powerful experience, right? And that's what we want them to be able to do. And Nick, don't you think within our own district, I think that Screencastify almost promoted itself. It was, there was a need for it. Yep. We needed something fast and it, it is so easy to use. And even those teachers that were a little hesitant to start this recording, Screencastify really fit the bill for everybody. Um, I, I think our district alone, it's, it's something that everyone's very comfortable using and now, I know for myself, I don't use all of the tools that I could be. So I still need, there's so much more that I need to learn. So that's why I'm excited to be, you know, on this podcast with you, because I know there are other tools that I haven't even tried yet. I'm just using the basic Screencastify. So I can't wait to hear what else you have to say about it. So kind of piggybacking on what Steph is saying there. Um, what do you feel are some of the tools that you find a lot of teachers are using the most to benefit them? Yeah, well, I can share that, you know, Neff having been here and creating all this fantastic Master the Screencast certification has really led the way for teachers, especially, but educators of all kinds to see the immediate pedagogical impact that they can use and that they can create by creating videos, by sharing them, by, you know, all of the different ways that she sets out in her wonderful certification courses. I'm just going to plug that as having done PD and been a part of PD in many different places. This is truly the best way to learn about how to positively impact your classroom teaching. But I will even, you know, let Neff speak to what we see from teachers over the last years that they've been jumping in there to get started. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Nick, I know you talked about one of our newest products, which is Screencastify Submit. What we have noticed over the past 10 months is that two pain points have really emerged. The first is that there are not legitimate opportunities, especially for schools and districts that remain remote or hybrid for students to be able to showcase their own voice. Uh, so Screencastify Submit allows that asynchronous solution of a teacher being able to create a magic link where a student clicks on that link and then shares their idea. Um, and some of the things that we have found have been so profound yet so simple. Uh, teachers who are creating assignments that just ask students, how are you doing? Um, and getting back a dearth of information about how they can best support those individuals or creating virtual office hours that allow parents or students to submit videos at any point uh, so that they can kind of keep those lines of communication open because we are all working absolutely crazy schedules over the past year. Uh, but the other thing that really stands out to me is that we are thinking a lot more about what effective videos look like and about how we can engage our students, right? If our students are at home, that opens up a world of opportunity, but it also means that they're engaging with some of the distractions that they would see in the classroom environment, but also some of those that we have never competed with before. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to put out these videos that are really dry talking head videos. Um, and Screencastify Edit allows teachers in a very, very easy way to be able to add just a tad bit of production quality to what they're doing. And we hear back over and over again that that is the difference between a student not finishing a video and a student engaging with it, being excited about it, um, and really feeling that personal touch of being instructed by an educator that they have a relationship with. Yeah, and I think, um... You bring up a good point, you know, and I, with, with the edit capabilities, that's something where, you know, the way we've rolled things out is we've, we chose to do it in chunks, right? So we're going to, we're going to provide everybody with a basic baseline of Screencastify, right? So then, all right, then what are we going to target for our amp it up piece? So Screencastify submit. All right, good. So those are two things that teachers can do easily enough. Now, if they want to take it to the next level, that's where we can start to to work on the production component, right? Where they, they have the ability to edit, pull in something that's going to add a little flair to it that, that you know, is gonna capture some, recapture attention when needed. Uh, and uh, that, that's kind of like our next focus um, for us with our PD. So submit, edit capabilities, that's how we're kind of pushing, you know, pushing the use of Screencastify. And I actually had, you know, I was walking over uh, to the building that I'm in now and I, I was talking to a teacher on the way and he's our esports coach. Uh, his name's Dean Delano, doing fantastic things with our esports program. Uh, but I told him where I was going, what we were doing, and he's like, "Oh, you got Screencastify?" I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Love Screencastify Submit." And he's like, "I've I've used it three or four times over the last couple of weeks." And he said, "Students like the option of being able to submit video, and even if it's just, you know, if they he wanted to capture the key point from the lesson, and that's his exit slip, right? So they're going to capture the via video." Boom, pushing along. He's got it. He can share it out to kids. Um, if they want to do it as a product, if they want to present what they did and they want to capture their screen, have their audio, and a student's a little bit shy, they can shut the camera off and just present their voice. Uh, if they want to have their video embedded, they they got that option. You know, so they're uh, just, a, just a positive, you know, that was coming from a peer teacher perspective, off the cuff, you know, just wanted to send a positive shout out to you guys and, and, and what the tool allows them to do. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely experiencing a lot of success with it and I'm excited about it. 
I think one of the things I enjoy about it too is it it really kind of levels the playing field and stuff in a way there to where you know kids don't really have to sign in and everything like that with it you know but then also you know um it's it's unique uh, i found because I, I use a lot of different you know video um tools and applications or whatever and a lot you know, yeah yeah <laughs> you know but i i think that that one specific you know piece of screencastify really kind of you know sets you apart from a lot of other things out there as far as you know, um, what people, and I, what I also love is the way that it actually organizes the submissions and stuff in Drive as they come back in. And it makes it really easy for folks to go back and look kind of who did what and whatnot. And, and so John, well done. John, we were, um, John and I were talking about, I'm teaching a lesson to our fourth grade students next week or after February break. We're going to teach a little lesson on podcasting, but there are students that will be in the classroom who will be able to participate in this little podcasting activity, but there are kids that are working remotely. So we're using submit to bridge the kids together. So the, the kids that are at home are going to be able to participate by submitting something into the podcast using Screencastify submit, and we'll be able to use that audio in the podcast for the kids that are in class. So it's nice to bridge the two groups of kids when you're working with hybrid remote. It's another way to use it. Another thing that I that I really love just with your platform in general, you know, as well is as Nick mentioned, I use like, you know, I, I'm a like a probably a 20 year Adobe Premiere heavy user or whatever. And we also have like a we video subscription and stuff at the at the school. And so um, I'm really happy you guys joined us today because this podcast in general, um, we really wanted to focus on some of the video solutions and stuff that we're using. And we may actually, um, on a separate date, be able to meet with our folks over at WeVideo and kind of bridge the two together as far as um, this piece. But um, what I really love is I, I think the Screencastify um, is the, it has the, the, the smallest learning curve. And I think that you mentioned Laura earlier on where regardless of age, someone can really just hop right in. And even if I'm, you know, when I'm putting together, like, you know, Nick and I do a regular series of what we call these tech bite videos, you know, like little quick nuggets to help our, you know, our staff with different things and screencastify is so easy to use with that. Even if I take what I've created there and bring it into something else, I haven't found a simpler way to, you know, capture and initially create exactly what it is that I'm trying to grab. Yeah, like if you're trying to just get an MP4. Absolutely. Uh, which converts extremely well, it's very easy. Uh, whereas at some other platforms, I, it, it's been a little bit more of a workaround. Right. Uh, so oh, my export is an MP4, done, upload it, whatever you gotta do, download it, email it as an attachment, like the flexibility has been fantastic. Um, I think, you know, Steph, I think you brought up a, an interesting point. So I, th I think right now, uh, districts that are hybrid. So we're, so we basically have students at home and in class and our teachers are trying to teach to both populations at the same time. Right. And it's, it's been, you know, trying to synchronize that's been very challenging uh, on the front of promoting collaboration and truly making the remote students feel involved with the instruction that's happening in the in-person side. Right. So there's, they maintain that connection. Uh, so just the fact that you're utilizing submit to bridge a gap and to promote collaboration and participation from remote kids to in-person kids all at the same time is fantastic because that's what's going to make more of an, like more, uh, it's going to create more of that classroom environment, that positive environment, promote engagement and interaction between the kids. Uh, 
in, in a time when a lot of students feel like they're locked in these little silos, right? Like you got the home kids, you got the in-person kids and, and getting them to communicate and share information back and forth, I think uh, has been a challenge uh, when we've been faced with this, this remote learning and this COVID-19 uh, crisis. Uh, so fantastic, Steph and John, shout out to both of you. Uh, great idea. Um, well, I would like to make it official. My name is no longer John. I'm officially the grand poobah of educational optimism. <laughs> you found your name. I found my name. I, thank, no. thank, thank you, Laura. For, I need for, a name You inspired now. me. You know what I mean? That is amazing. Now it's just a matter of putting it in your email signature. So That's everybody it. Knows. There you go. You get a grand poobah hat. And I'm pretty sure you could create go. your badge. And yeah. Just yeah, put yeah. them all yes. your signature. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. This is also known as. I'll call you poobah. Formally known as. Uh, we like Prince, stuff. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, of course. Okay, so bring it back. <laughs> Just imagine the nickname you'll come up with for me. Uh, so as you guys can see, we're a huge fan of Submit. You know, and uh, we, it's funny, we, we did uh, some PD on this, I think, prior to the holidays, and it was my first time playing around with it. And I was like, hey, this is pretty neat. You know, and uh, been a huge fan ever since. And usually, it's just me sending John an email. Hey, check this out. I'm sending you something, and then yeah. it, and then it starts the the back and forth. And it's how we discovered the really a lot of the best stuff. Uh, it's been great. Now, another thing that I've noticed, you know, as well, the um, and is I was uh, um, um, ashamedly, I guess, unaware of the fact of just some of the the tools to highlight stuff as you're working through. You know, I like the fact that you got the shortcut keys and stuff, you know, um, for the, you know, the focus and then like the laser and all that stuff there. Um, and I've been using it for screencast for, for a while. And I was like, Hey, how are people doing this? I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. It's right there. It's an option. Yeah. You know, or being able to toggle on and off, you know, your webcam as you're actually recording and stuff is, you know, John, are you talking about well. in the lower left corner? Yeah. Those, and then there's also the keyboard short. Yeah, keys. exactly. That, I don't. I haven't used those yet. Can you tell me about? Can you tell me about the shortcut keys, the keyboard ones? How are those different than the ones on the screen? So your keyboard shortcuts allow you to just kind of be that mastermind of using Screencastify tools without even having to show your annotation toolbar or to you know to what John was describing here, turn your webcam on and off without physically showing you turning it on and off by clicking on it with your mouse. So we have a lot of teachers who are really mindful about the modeling that they're providing to their students. They want to quickly bring in that focus mouse to show them on the screen without necessarily tracking the mouse down to the annotation toolbar to show that, or they would like to flip over to highlight the click that they're doing. And so keyboard shortcuts allow you to switch back and forth between how you're using your mouse or pointer tool to bring up the pen tool, to do all of the elements of annotating for modeling a recording without necessarily having to interact with that toolbar each time. You can also, little known fact, set those keyboard shortcuts to what you would like them to be. So Ooh. you don't have to memorize the ones that we set up in place as default and can instead go in and create your own keyboard shortcuts for those same types of options. That is neat. And so that's something I definitely, I'm going to start to learn the keyboard shortcuts because it does kind of you know, it's one of, it's not as smooth of a transition to go to the lower left corner. And I'm always fumbling around to figure out which, which button to push. So keyboard shortcuts, that's the way to go for me. And I think that just, you know, hats off to continuing to update the product. Right. So I, th I, I'm assuming that wasn't always the, you know, that wasn't always part of the product. So you, you do a nice job of taking feedback 
uh, based on your relationships with teachers, pulling your own perspective into play that always feeds into some product development. But uh, I think being open to transitioning your product and adding features based on feedback is what continues to make it a success, right? Like it, you're, you're not just going to be, you know, you're not going to outdate yourself. You're always going to constantly push the envelope uh, and add new features, create a better experience for teachers. Uh, and whereas John said, you know, we've been using the product. Let's see, I've been using Screencastify for probably three years, I think, uh, you know, for, for pretty much all of my how-to stuff. Uh, and uh, prior to that, I was Screencast-O-Matic uh, when I was a sixth grade classroom teacher. And I, I transitioned my instruction to a flip model. So then everything became kind of the building background knowledge focus and, you know, the, the hardcore work happening uh, during the class time. Uh, my transition to Screencastify was very simple and I had a lot more power. Uh, and I think you just done a nice job of updating and, and adding little nuances to make it a better experience. So, you know, and that goes to your, you know, your product development team and, and those that are, you know, helping districts be successful. Uh, so when you look at partnering with a district, uh, like we've signed on for a full K-12 license, all of our teachers have access, all of our students have access. Um, you know, what support do you really focus on providing districts who transition to Screencastify? So what, what kind of steps do you go through? Sure. So there's a number of things, but more than anything else, we really try to personalize the way that we support based off of what you as the district leaders and different school leaders are hoping to see the way that you're hoping to have it promoted and used throughout the classrooms. There's nothing worse than trying to fit every district into the same model when they have so many different teachers, readiness levels, excitement about different options that are out there. So it usually starts with a conversation with the person who has decided to bring Screencastify to that school community to decide who would you like to use this option? Absolutely, you have the power to bring it to all students, teachers, staff members at the same time, but you may be really purposeful about the people you choose to embed it with first. Maybe you have you know, a group of instructional leaders, uh, you know, whether they're technology leaders or curriculum leaders, and they would like to try it first. They would like to create best practices around the ways that we'd like to use videos in the future, then we're not going to be the, the type of people that say, well, you have to bring it to everybody all at the same time and overwhelm people who may not want that or may not be ready for that. Um, for quite a few schools and districts, it makes more sense to bring on teachers first, get them comfortable, because inevitably when a student starts using it, they'll go to their teacher as tech support in addition to many other hats that you wear. Uh, and so then the teachers are feeling really good, then the students come on in the second half of the year. And so, you know, even to that point, Neff has created this great Master the Screencast Junior certification course that shows students how to be strong digital citizens. Like we need to cite where we got these videos from that we're recording, especially if we are not the original authors of what we are recording. And how do you create your own video and share it with your teachers and, and elements like that. Um, but so in addition to having that initial conversation and ongoing conversations with those leaders that brought Screencastify to their school community, then we want to make sure every teacher is feeling comfortable. So jumping in through, you know, certification or professional development sessions. Obviously, we're a big fan of asynchronous videos as the creator of this asynchronous video tool. So that's why we love giving them the option of 
getting comfortable and familiar with all the different use cases of Screencastify for their classroom. You'll see like our eBooks for quick 50 ways to use Screencastify in the classroom, or here's a perfect connection with all of your other Google Suite tools and how do you use Screencastify with forms and slides and making sure that you're giving student-led lesson options using you know, a sheet where you have different options for Screencastify instructional videos they can choose from. And then as we go on, our main focus is making sure you're seeing that return on the physical and monetary investment that you put into Screencastify through being able to see, you know, the amount of videos that are being created and the amount of individual creators. We very much value the privacy and data security of your students and teachers. So we never access the videos. They're always stored safely in your Google Drive. So we won't ever be able to say, well, here is how they're being used, but we can tell you exactly who has jumped in to start creating and how many videos they've made. And so we make sure that that ongoing communication about is this going to the plan that you created is updated so that you're saying like, oh, hmm, I think we're ready to bring on our elementary teachers now, or I think we're ready to bring on our six through 12 students. Like let's, let's start making that plan for that rollout and being a partner with you throughout the time until it comes to the following year where you're like, okay, we're ready for what's the next level. What's the 201? What's the genius level Screencastify elements or, you know, the keyboard shortcuts that I didn't know about what else you have. And I saw you put something in the chat, um, a link to it. So we'll, I'll share that with um, the teachers I work with also. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, to talk about the journey and slowly adding on to subscriptions, I think we started with five individual licenses and then uh, I grew that to 25. And then last, you know, last school year, I worked with Laura and expanding, you know, to a full district access. And uh, so we definitely did it in some stages, which was great. Um, and now I feel like, you know, we're ready for kind of those next steps as a district. We've got a lot of teachers using it, uh, like I said, so, uh, we will be taking those next steps. Uh, and I think, you know, you brought up a great point about, you know, working with other tools that, you know, we already have access to. And Neff, I sat in on a, uh, training that, uh, you had put, I think you had out in, in the spring of last year, uh, with Edpuzzle. So uh, could you highlight some of the apps that maybe you work well with that uh, you've seen some great success with? Yeah, for sure. So I will start by saying that part of the magic of Screencastify is that all of these videos are saving to Google Drive. Uh, so if a tool has a Google Drive integration, it basically integrates with Screencastify. But uh, we also have unveiled an App Smash library, which we're really, really excited about, uh, that creates these one-click sharing to three different tools that we launch with. Uh, so that includes Edpuzzle. So for teachers who are looking to add some of that assessment piece, uh, look through some of the analytics, that is amazing. Uh, we've also integrated with Remind. Uh, so if you're looking for a quick and easy way to chat with parents, chat with colleagues through text message, that is fantastic. Um, and then our final partner in this initial launch is Wakelet, where you can create collections. And we've seen teachers be able to throw a bunch of videos, um, as well as an article, perhaps, um, and different things that they'd like uh, students to be 
able to take a look at that are part of one theme or one lesson. Um, and it really organizes things incredibly well. Uh, so those are the initial launch partners. We also have our OG integration with Google Classroom. Uh, so that is there and always available, as well as some of the ones that Nick has already brought up. So that integration with YouTube as well, uh, that would allow you to create those playlists and uh, house videos on their platform. And I, uh, the Wakelet one, we're going to dive into, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I think, because that's something that we came back from FPTC with as a team. Uh, and, you know, we have some teachers that are really utilizing it. So um, it'd be interested to see where that one goes. Uh, Laura, you brought up a good point about data, data privacy. So uh, I tend to wear, you know, a few different hats within our district, right? And one of those is the data privacy officer. So uh, it's kind of, I oversee data privacy agreements and all that type of stuff. And Screencastify was probably one of the easiest commits I got to uh, our parent bill of rights uh, to, to make, to help us be compliant with New York State's Ed Law 2D. So uh, it was fantastic, quick, easy, 100% uh, compliant. And uh, it just, you know, helped us kind of calm the nerves about some of those data privacy requirements we have to meet. So uh, I appreciated that on your front. We have quite a few New York schools and districts, as you can imagine, that are all being presented with the same challenges of making sure that every tool that they work with is compliant. And I can only imagine the headache that you have to go through to get that from every single person and every single company that you're working with. But absolutely, like as we are seeing that come in, you know, Illinois has some new laws. We're kind of privy to how every state has decided to develop their own recognition of the amount of data that's going back and forth between ed tech tools and their own school districts and how they're hoping to address that with different, you know, whether it's an actual letter that's being signed or a privacy agreement or any other thing. And so, um, you know, if anything, we hope we could make the process smoother for, for everyone, but as, a, as it is, we're just excited to be able to say absolutely in protecting your students' work and making sure that it's owned by you. We're, we're you know, able to put their needs and the needs of your school district first and, and make sure we continue to do that always. And, and one other final plug uh, for me uh, with Screencastify was, uh, you know, a lot of the different apps we use periodically, we, I'm, I got to knock on some wood or something, but so, you know, on and off the apps that we tend to use, for the most part, sometimes have an issue, right? Like it, it, it doesn't save correctly. It, you click on the link and something's happening and, there's a technical issue behind the scenes and all those types of things that can really throw a wrinkle into a teacher's plans. Uh, and so we're big on dependability. You know, so when I want, when I need to use that tool, I want that tool to function and I want it to function well and I want to move forward. Right. Uh, I would say over the last three years, uh, specifically this year, you know, I'll highlight this year specifically, um, just because of the, the struggles with remote learning. Uh, this has been a tool that I felt like us, you know, us as a district been able to count uh, if, we want to go use, you know, if we want to screencast, we want to create that video. It's pretty seamless and it works and there's not really any downtime. Uh, so it's an extremely dependable product for us that our teachers know when they click on it, it's going to work. Uh, so uh, kudos to your tech team behind the scenes that keep everything up and running. Uh, it's, it's been very dependable for us. Yeah, I've rarely, if ever, have ever heard anyone say, hey, look, my screencastify is not working. So, yeah. And that is not the case for some of our other products that we currently pay for. Right. <laughs> I can tell you that. So thank you for your dependability. Absolutely. I think we recognize that every moment lost is 
a moment of learning loss. And so unlike other tools that maybe live in the business world, like this represents the teacher being able to communicate instructional ideas and concepts for the students. And we just, you know, I think our, our behind the scenes team is constantly uh, in recognition of exactly how important it is that everyone can access this. And so we love them and, and send, we'll you know, pass along your love and support, but uh, they, they take their jobs extremely seriously as you know, we're all in this to make sure that education and student outcome and student learning is what we're able to help promote. So. Well said. Uh, so John, before we kind of start to close things out, anything else to add on? I just want to, you know, thank both Laura and Neff for being here. And it's great because even though the three of us, uh, Nick, Steph, and myself are pretty frequent screencastify users, we all, I'm sure I can speak for all of us, learned even more by our listening to you. You know, Neff, specifically just some of the stuff or examples that you mentioned on how people are using Submit will be things that we can take and, and carry back to people. And I'm gonna be getting down on those, create your own shortcuts, Laura, as soon as I have, you know, an opportunity with the, uh, you know, with the controls and whatnot. So, you know, very insightful. Thank you guys so much for, for your time. I wanna thank you also, because I also learned a lot and I think I'm going to go into, you know, the Screencastify site, the Learn site and look at, you know, I know you have put out a lot of information and instructionals for teachers to learn more. And um, every little bit that I learn, I can pass on to you know colleagues also and uh, use in my own work. So thanks very much for sharing all of your information. It was great. Yeah, and you know we, we run an ed tech, like an ed camp over the course of the summer. Uh, and it's like this academy that we put teachers through and we provide them with training on really what we see is our count, our foundation and core apps that we utilize in the classroom and the database that you have available uh, and that's easy to access, I think is good information for our teachers because uh, whereas we will spend a lot of time creating our own how-to videos and trying to put our own spin on it because, you know, the, the videos that we do find online uh, you know, just aren't, aren't what we really need. So anytime that, you know, there's a, there's a database list uh, of good, effective, you know, strategies and use and all that type of stuff, uh, I think is, is great for us. And it makes our job easier because we can point teachers to a direction and say, oh, you want to, you want to see how to, how to jump into this? Well, well, let's, let's watch this video, use it as that pre-teaching experience. And then when you actually get time with us, we're looking at how to take the next step. Uh, so the database and the library of resources that you have available, I think that's something that we could take and actually link, you know, in the bottom of, uh, the podcast when we share this information out, I think that would just be, you know, something that we could give quick access to. Excellent. All right. Uh, so again, I'd like to thank both of you for joining us and sharing a little bit about Screencastify. I, I hope you enjoyed your experience. Uh, and uh, we definitely enjoyed the conversation and the talking points. I think you're both fantastic guests. Uh, so uh, thank you. And we, we definitely appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. Yes, thank you. This has been really fun. <laughs> hey, enjoy the snow, right? You know? <laughs> that won't be fun. <laughs> that won't be fun, right? <laughs> A little bit harder to do that. There you go. Hey, thank you guys again. Thank you. Enjoy the rest Absolutely. of your day, okay? Have a great afternoon. Bye. You've been listening to the Peru Tech Bytes podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, 
be sure to share with colleagues and friends and follow us on Twitter at Ndemiani PCSD and J Mitchell PCSD. Thanks again for listening. And remember, tech doesn't bite. <laughs>